Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Ladies Who London podcast. I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey and we are qualified London Blue Badge tourist guides. Each week we bring to you some of the best bits of London. We talk about our favourite people, places and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs and a whole lot of fun. We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London podcast and on our websites guideemily.com and alexlacey.com as well as our dedicated website ladieswholondon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just getting a visit from from the doggy. Hey, oh. Tiggy. I'm I'm staying with my friend in West London, and she's got this little dog, Tiggy. Well, she's got two dogs actually. One is a lunk. One is an absolute hulking creature who is, if he had half a brain cell, he'd be dangerous. And then there's the really tiny little one, Tiggy, who's very lovely, and she's like my shadow. So she's oh, just coming to the room. Tiggy. Tiggy. Yeah. Oh, so, Brett. Let me see Tiggy. Oh, um, Tiggy. Come on, Tiggy. Come on, recording a podcast. This is deeply important. Oh, Tiggy is yes. To uh, describe Tiggy, Tiggy is teeny weeny (laughs) with a long nose. She's a kind of terrier of some description. Come on, Tiggs. No, she don't want to come and say hi. She's what a beauty. Have you got Frags there with you? No, Fraggles downstairs. (laughs) Oh, I thought you was going to say Fraggles been left in Surrey Keys. No, no. Fraggle is also here. He's downstairs though. Okay. Anyway, hi Emily. How are you? I'm very well. I'm feeling so refreshed. Yeah, Ibiza. Whoa, we're going to Ibiza. Oh my God. I've just completely fallen in love with this island. It's so beautiful. It is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, and Nick and I were always jinxed with terrible weather whenever we go away, and it was just stunning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, looked, yeah. it looked picture perfect. I mean, slightly, I, I sort of hated you a little bit. I didn't really, <laughs> it was it was really disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looked amazing. It looked like it was almost faked. That's how good it looked. <laughs> you didn't actually saying this isn't actually real is it um yeah it was just it was just so lovely to just like reconnect spend time together and obviously miss carmen so much and it was a big step leaving her alone with family members because we've never done that before so um yeah it just feels so relaxed oh, so good and in the meantime carmen's trashed your wi-fi as well hasn't she yes exactly i don't know what the hell she's done to it <laughs> Pulled so out if, all the plugs and gnawed on everything. If Emily is a little bit glitchy this week, she's back on a hotspot because, uh, you know, Wi-Fi issues. But I'm so glad you had fun and, and that was a lovely birthday treat. 
Yeah, it was. But you were at the Royal Albert Hall. I was at the Royal Albert Hall. Blood light and beautiful music. <laughs> applause, darling. Applause. Applause, must applause, have my, applause. I must have my applause. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it was fantastic. We we did uh, well. There were I was supposed to do four concerts. I did three of them um, for reasons. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, the, it was it was so much fun. And you know what? The composer Nicholas Hooper was present for all of them, and I got to meet him. I met him outside, and I was like, "Hello, oh, Mr. Hooper." It was very cool. Hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hooper. Uh, like a total uh, nerd. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. It was so nice to be back singing and singing at the mm. Albert Hall again. It's just it's like an old friend so it's lovely to be back and uh yeah it was great that's really cool was it full capacity yeah they were sell out sell out crowds yeah wow. all came to see me obviously so how many people were you singing to what's the oh local? i don't know what's the capacity of all that ball? i have no idea a lot a lot and what was really lovely is there is a bit in the film which i'm not going to spoil in case anyone's not seen it um but there's a bit where all the in the film all the students put their ones in the air and there's a there's a, a light at the end of their ones and they're sort of dispelling badness and everybody in the auditorium put their torches on on the phones as well oh um, the dogs off uh, so yeah um it was it was really lovely it was it was that was a bit of a kind of tingle moment because yeah. whether you like harry potter whether you don't doesn't really matter but like it was just and i've had that once before at a christmas concert where we were singing silent night and everybody did that as well um mm. and it's, it's quite something actually to look mm. out from the stage and see the entire yeah because it's just like lots of stars isn't it because it's yeah. dark everywhere else and then you just see like rows and rows of yeah little stars oh how fabulous yeah, gorgeous. so yeah, yeah. And then it's been full in, full on into some really busy jobs for my company this week, which has been great. So, um, yeah, running on fumes again. What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> October, babes. Gosh. It's usually our downtime, isn't it? I What's know, happening? not this Well, year. I say that, you know, I've just been trying to beef for him, so. <sighs> well, that's caught up. Uh, let's do a podcast, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any shout outs? Um, I don't know that I do actually this week. I've been a bit busy to kind of check on stuff, so I don't think I do. Have you got any? Have you checked any emails? I do, yes. So one of our listeners, Regina Berkey, um, got in touch to say that she was so pleased that she had found Ladies Who London and um, one of the episodes inspired her to take a little trip and this was the episode on Barbara Hepworth, which was quite a while ago now. so yeah so she visited St Ives and sent some photos and it just looks so idyllic and kind of gave a wonderful review and yeah just had the best time oh lovely Regina I'm so glad yeah really lovely to to share it as well you know that's so appreciated she took the time to write quite a quite a long email as well yeah so thank you for that my love thank you so much gosh what a treat i mean yeah i haven't been to st ives since i was a a teenager i really need to go back and have another little rummage yes have a rummage rummage. well before we crack on um podcast pedestal from last week Mm. uh do you remember what the pics were I do actually, um, and I did remember to put them up on Instagram. <laughs> Go me. Um, so I I went for the witch the witch marks up in the attic, mm. which were uh, carved into the wood around the seventeenth early eighteenth century to to ward off any evil spirits, um, which I just thought was quite 
quite crazy because you look at this beautiful palace which is just so neat and tidy and gorgeous on the outside and actually you know you've got people inside at some point who are really worried that the house is going to be taken over yeah like some kind of um you know horror movie so i, I yeah i thought that was so weird and wonderful yeah i love it um and i went for the king's incarceration which is i was quite intrigued by the whole you know him growing up there and then towards the end of his life well, not really the end of his life, but a good chunk of the the sort of second part of his life um, spent there pretty much in incarceration when his mental health issues became really quite uh, quite dramatic. So, um, yeah, that was my pick. Um, which what do, what are you thinking this week? Have you which way, which way? Um, is that uh, is that a hint that it's gone my way? Um, um, I would like to say that our listeners love the weird. So I, I would say that they've gone, and I don't usually say it's gone my way, or I haven't done for a while, but I think it's gone my way. They do love the weird. It has gone your way. Yay! Which marks? Which marks? A win for the Emily, 57 oh, to 43. Fantastic. So Great. I'm still kind of crawling behind you. Yeah, yeah but, you, you know... Comeback is on. The comeback is on. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's pleased me. Good. <laughs> I'm very, very glad. So, uh, <laughs> and so also, did you see that um, uh, the 11th of October, which was yesterday, was Ada Lovelace Day. Um, who knew, I didn't actually know that was a thing. And I suddenly saw posts everywhere popping up uh, and everyone getting on the bandwagon. I was like, oh, darling, we did Ada Lovelace nearly two years ago. Nearly um, two years ago. Actually, over two years ago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, clearly we're... we're um, you know, trendsetters, where we go, everyone else follows. <laughs> but yeah, how lovely to have an entire uh, Ada Lovelace day. What a treat. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I didn't know either. We should have done yeah. something to celebrate. I know, you should have. I just sometimes like, oh, it's a thing. Okay, cool. Um, so there we go. Right, well, on to this week's episode. Yes, I've completely forgotten what you're talking about. So this is uh, all new well, for me. <laughs> um, we are going to uh, Berners Street. We landed in Fitzrovia. Oh, yes. And so I've got a little a little event there because uh, I've done an event for a while and I thought this one has been on my radar for a little while and I thought, ooh, actually, I think this is what we need to look at. So cast your minds back, if you will, to 1809 or 1810, ooh. if you prefer. Reports vary on this, but this is the Berners Street hoax. Now, it is a mad tale of... Where, where there's not much logic in there at all and it's completely bonkers and it concerns number 54 Berners Street and a lady called Mrs Tottenham or possibly Tottingham uh, and two men called Theodore Hook and Samuel Beasley. Now Theodore Hook is the kind of the main guy in this story. He was uh, a chap who basically was a little bit of, I mean he was quite a lot of fun at a party by the sounds of it. He seemed to be the guy that liked to kind of upset the apple cart a little bit. If he could have a bit of fun, he if you could do something for a bit of a laugh, he would do it. And there wasn't much that seemed to get in his way. Um, in fact, there's a friend once said about him that the exuberance of his fun was irrepressible. He did all sorts of strange things merely that he might be doing them. Oh. Uh, which is quite fun. And one of the things he seemed to do a lot of was going to parties that you hadn't been invited to. So basically, oh, I love him. Absolutely love him. 
And eventually, apparently, you know, the, the host of the party would always figure out that he hadn't been invited and he was there because, you know, he's quite sort of the life and soul. Um, and apparently he would entertain everyone to the extent that nobody really <laughs> cared that he was there. They were like, you're a lot of fun. You're welcome anytime. Um, so he seems yeah. to, he's got a bit of a sense of the the naughty about him and the okay. the, 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 the chicky little pickle um, that is Theodore Hook. So he is the guy who's kind of in charge of everything that's going on here. So let me take you back to this um, this morning in November in uh, 1809 or possibly 1810. Uh, reports do vary. I've, I've seen more 1809, so let's go with that. And at 54 Berners Street, um, there's a knock on the door, on the front door, and the, well, not the owner, but the maid um, opens up. So the owner, Mrs Tottenham or Mrs Tottingham, isn't actually probably have to deal with any of what goes on during this day it's more likely the the staff so the maid opens the door 5 a.m so the sort of people that are up at 5 a.m are your uh you know your street sweepers and your and your handymen and things like that who were going around looking for a day's work and this was a chimney sweep and he says um i've been called to this address the maid said really sorry some mistakes happened there's you've got your details mixed up we're not yeah, we haven't called for anybody and be on your way. So off he went. Well, frankly, we don't have a chimney. <laughs> they would have had chimneys, but yeah. Um, no, we don't, we don't need anything doing. We haven't called for anyone. So thanks, but you've got the wrong place. And then over the next few moments, kind of next five to 10, 15 minutes, maybe, about 12 more chimney sweeps came by. 12? Been, about 12. Oh, came by, bit by bit, having been told they want a chimney sweep at number 54. <gasps> and then... Shortly after that came cake makers. Um, quite what a few cake makers. Running up and down the stairs like there's no tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I don't think she probably ever went back up. So the cake makers started arriving, um, each carrying 10 guinea wedding cakes. So these would have been what? enormous. They would have been very expensive. Um, then doctors started calling, um, as well as apothecaries and surgeons um, and vicars and priests had been told that there was somebody inside the house who was dying. At some point, a group of undertakers turned up with a variety of different coffins, bespoke made coffins. Um, we had people coming through like, well, actually, shortly after the, the um, chimney sweeps, the coal wagons came through. So something in the region of um, 15 to 20 coal wagons. Um, there were um, opticians and dentists and carts that were bringing in jewellery and linen and furniture. Oh, and not just one of everything. It must have been alive with people. Like you think, as you say, there's only a couple of people going around at 5am and suddenly you have this rumble of all sorts. Yeah, well, this is it. And it kind of blocks the street. At one oh. point, there's six um, kind of beefy guys who turn up delivering an organ. 40 butchers turn up, each what? carrying um, a leg of mutton. No. Yes. Um, there are, I mean, pretty much anything you can imagine um, comes into the street. There are, um, you know, ba literally the butchers, the bakers, the candlestick makers. You've got anything from anybody who would do a visit to a home to come and, and not, they're not just selling their wares. This is what's so interesting about it is they're not turning up and going, oh, hi, I've got some stuff to buy. They're they turning up going... I've got the order that you made for your bespoke this, that and the other. You've ordered this, a wedding cake. You've ordered a coffin. You've ordered this, that and the other. And because the lady at the house, Mrs. Tottingham, was known to be, you know, a, a lady of means, lady of wealth. Mm. Um, by this point, I think her husband's died by this point. So it's just her. Um, people are like, oh, well, we know she's good for it. Like, you know, 
she's got the money oh, so, so we... these people probably weren't it's not like today where you prepay you know i've got a wedding cake yeah no no it. like you pay for it when it's delivered yes nothing you know, it's all kind of on account and nothing's oh, nothing's goodness. been paid for so no 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 one's paid for any of this um and it's all like i say it's all bespoke it's all been requested so no one's just gonna turn up at your front door going do you want to buy an organ this organ has been made well probably pre-made but like it's been ordered and they've said turn up on this day and they've given them very specific instructions turn up on this day this is the day you want some of them were even given times and um what ha has happened is four about four thousand letters have gone out to different people to request um that that they come to the house and deliver supply whatever it is that they've been requested to supply so there's all manner of goodness knows what there's you know people with like livestock it's 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 bonkers the entire street is blocked and burner street you know it's pretty quiet it's not a little sort of nothing major as a street it's a little side street um it 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 was a quiet street and on this day absolutely chaotic chaotic the best thing the lord mayor of london turned up in oh a carriage there a letter had been sent to him saying but well, saying that it was from mrs tottingham and it said that she had been summoned to appear before him but that she was confined to her room by sickness and she requested her, his lordship's favour to call on her. So even the Lord Mayor of London has been taken in by this prank. I just, I mean, Tottenham, she did, I wonder if she kept on closing the door and she kept having to open it again. Or well, she, she wouldn't have been there, like, it would have been the staff downstairs, but she would have been really annoyed by the ringing of the bells, everybody outside, you know, the noise outside would have been incredible. Oh, and, and people start to notice, of course, you know, this is insane. Of course. So... People start collecting. You get onlookers. You get people who are arriving to gawk at what's going on. Then um, the news travels around London. There's some. There's something happening at 45 Berners Street. We need to go and have a look. This is. There's. It's something's happening. Like it's a big deal. Um, the governor of the Bank of England pops by for a look. Um, the chairman of the East India Company and even the Duke of Gloucester oh. arrives to see what is going on. And the road is absolutely crowded. Just and I get packed. Because I guess the people like with the cakes and everything, they're probably like, well, we're not going to leave until we get paid. So the spectacle um, is there for quite a I while. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know how long you'd stick around. And But I think you'd probably realise fairly swiftly when you saw, you know, 40 butchers turn up with legs and might. And you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Something's gone on here. There's a, there's, there's a prank afoot. Something has happened. So throughout the day, all these, and these all seem to turn up each kind of different strand of whatever it is seems to turn up in fairly about the same time. So they've obviously all been told, you must be here at three, you must be here at four, whatever. So they kind of go through the day, but, you know, sort of based on what they do as a career. So you've got your, your chimney sweeps and your coal merchants at the start. And at the end of the day, about five o'clock, there is um, a, a litany of servants who come by the house um, saying, you know, we've heard there's a job vacancy going, I'm here for it. So, and of course there's no job vacancy, they, there's just all these notes have gone out saying there's a job vacancy. So there, this is a really orchestrated um, hoax, prank, whatever you want to call it, that has been very cleverly, because like I say, custom-made coffins, bespoke coffins. You're not going to have ordered that the day before. You'll have ordered that weeks ahead, you know? Now, the police finally, I mean, they, there's not much they can do. 
during the day. There's not much, you know, everyone, as soon as you're getting rid of people, other people are arriving and more people are coming to look and be like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? 54 Bannon Street. It's, oh, it's a big thing. So in the evening, eventually, when all the kind of the, the, the callers have come past, they manage to disperse um, the remaining crowd. And everybody, as you say, rightly say, is pretty cross. And they are all thinking, right, we need to find out who this guy is. We need to find how, out who has done this and we need to take our revenge on this. Oh my God, so you've got all these people, some of which are probably carrying some kind of tools that they could use as weapons. I'm seeing it like, you know, Beauty and the Beast when they're getting ready for Be Our Guest and you've got the candles coming out and you've got yeah. the plates coming out and it's like bang, bang, yeah. bang, but just like front the whole entire day. This is just insane, Alex. I know. Gosh, I know. I'm so into it. Okay, carry on. And there's um there's a, a newspaper actually called Jackson's Oxford Journal. Um, and it, it said in the in the newspaper, the greatest hoax that has ever been heard of in this metropolis. And if its perpetrator were ever found, they should be punished for. And I love this such despicable waggery. <laughs> waggery. Yes, as in somebody being a wag. Oh, you're such a wag. You such know, a wag. A, a joke player. Waggery for such waggery. But he'd also, I think, be hailed a... Well, I don't know if he... If we... No, we do know who it is. We do know... We Yeah, we do know who Hooker. it is. It, it's, it's Theodore Hook, uh, Hook. It is. Now, he's never actually caught. Um, a lot of London are... They go, it's clearly him. It's clearly him. He's a bit of a, a cheeky little monkey. Um, and <laughs> he also... So he... he writes an, an autobiography which isn't published until after he dies in which he then sort of talks about it but before we get to that he he wrote a play while he was still alive it was called Gilbert Gurney and it was sort of a, like a semi-autobiographical play and in that play the main character sort of confesses to having done it and he says what else made the effect in Berners Street? I am the man, he says. I sent piano fortes by dozens and coal wagons by scores. Oh. 2,500 raspberry tarts from half a hundred pastry cooks, even royalty itself. Oh, my God. So that's this in this play. So it's it's kind of a confession whilst also being in something that is... Fictional. Uh, fictional. So, you know. And then after... Um, he dies there's a, a book that's sort of pulled together it's called the life and remains of theodore hook and it, it's brought together by um, a, a biographer um from hook's own journals and diary entries and letters and all that kind of thing mm. and from what we can tell from it um it took him six weeks he did it with two friends and they wrote invitations and they asked recipients to call on a certain day at 54 burner street and then in this book this is where they say we wrote about 4,000 letters in total. And they all, now the thing is, because these people aren't just going to go, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll make that and turn up. You have to kind of give references. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that they know that you're good for it. So they were very, what, what's described in the book as airtight references, um, very specific instructions, and sometimes a, a little bit of a kind of, ooh, um, I wonder what's going on there. There was one bit where it says um, that he wrote with invitations who... Uh, from somebody who said that they are desirous of speaking on business of importance. So you read that and you're going to be like, oh, that Ooh, sounds intriguing. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to... Exactly. Yes. So he's he's really pulled together this this amazing prank. And then on the day itself, according to his letters, what he does is he and his mates hole up in a hotel opposite 54 Burner Street and he they just sit there. They enjoy the goings on and he writes down exactly what he saw. 
um, which is exactly what I've, I've told you. You know, he it's amazing. So he, he just writes down everything that, that is going on. And really, he just is he's entertaining himself. He's having an absolute whale of a time. Now, what we don't quite know, what we think we know, but we're not 100 percent sure is why he did it. Now, firstly, obviously, he's got a little bit of a, a taste of the, uh, you know, the obscure and the and the. The, the weird and really enjoys a bit of a bit of a practical joke. He likes um, to make himself laugh. He very much does, even if it's not going to make anyone else laugh. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But what it's theorised, and I don't know if he puts this in his letters so much, but or maybe just alludes to it. Um, we think that it was that he made a bet with a friend um, that he was with this other chap called Samuel Beasley. Uh, Samuel Beasley was a friend of his, and supposedly... What they did is he, he they were walking past 54 Burnham Street one night and he didn't know it. Like he didn't have a, any, as far as we're aware, any connection um, mm. to the lady who lived there or the house or anything. And he apparently was just pointed at the house and just went, I bet you um, two guineas. I think it was two guineas uh, that I can transform any house in London, this house in London, if you like, into the most talked about in the city. Oh, wow. And he did it. But one thing I found that's very intriguing is that um so the first public account of it doesn't um appear until 1810 so this is why we think it might be in 1810 um in a in a paper called the morning post and it says and this is where it gets intriguing it far exceeded that in bedford street a few months since so this is not the first time that this has taken place now this was the biggest the the grandest hoax that's ever taken place but in November 1807 at 37 Bedford Street, which is near Covent Garden, the home of a chap called Mr. Griffiths, again, a huge number of letters were sent out uh, for people to come and uh, to the house and bring with them a whole heap of different stuff. Uh, Mr. Griffiths was actually out of town um, and the servants had too much of it and they ended up just locking and bolting the doors to keep everyone out. And deliveries included a mangle, sofas, boots, Tea and coffee, fiddles and flutes, piano fortes, prints and drawings, coal wagons and gigs, so kind of carriages, uh, yeah. to name but a few. Physicians, surgeon dentists and a piddock of the Exeter Exchange Menagerie was required to purchase a live tiger. That's what? That's so good. Um, but there was one guy who really, really was so angry. It was um, uh, an old man who had kind of walked hobbled up from Hammersmith to Covent Garden um, because he had been told that Mr Griffiths had taken um, delivery of £700 for this man and that wasn't true oh no oh, I know sad. I know it's a bit sad that's not a very nice one um, Edinburgh also had a similar hoax in 1810 and there was another one in Old Bond Street and Goodman's Fields as well so this is clearly something there seems to be a very mm, small window yes, yes. of hoaxes mm. where I mean it wouldn't happen now because you have to pay for the stuff before it gets delivered but uh, of these things where yeah you it's really funny to just have a whole heap of stuff I mean literally pianos I mean, coffins, it's just, it's, it just beggars belief. So for one single day in, we think, 1809, 1810, Berners Street became the most talked about house in the entire city. Oh and that's God. the entire story. Oh my God, the parade <laughs> of it all. Yes. Even, you know, it is like the Lord Mayor of London show. I mean, even he came out, for God's sake. Yeah. 
It is just unbelievable. Do we? Is the house still there? No, uh, the house is not there. I think it's kind of where the Sanderson Hotel is today. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God! What a great story. How is it that you heard this story? Like, how did it? I well, I think I was reading a book, and I, I, it was mentioned, and I was like, oh, this is good. Mm. I can't remember what book I was reading now, but it popped up, and I was like, yep, it's going in the list. Um, but isn't it just so much, so much fun? It's so silly. I love the effort the effort that as you say because you know all those letters are going to go out not all not everybody that receives a letter is going to bother accepting no. so so or much trust effort it or whatever with just that well humor is payback i guess for them because they must have just been sniggering yeah and just watched it all unfold like a piece of beautiful theater and all he's getting from it is a laugh and a couple laugh. of guineas, exactly. like two guineas or whatever. Like it's not, yeah. he'd have spent more than that on stationery. Yeah, watching to see the reactions of onlookers, the reactions of the people ringing the doorbell, the reactions of the servants opening the door. I just love this story. It's so colourful because, you you know, the way that you painted it in terms of all these different people coming, bringing different things, edible you can, goods. You can just imagine goods. him sitting in the hotel on the other side, crying with laughter yeah. imagine when it's absolutely packed around the corner come 40 butchers i if that oh was me i would goodness. be on know. the floor i'd be in bits so Eating, funny you know, the equivalent of like, be like oh my god and look now cool. the tiger's coming like it would yeah, be so yeah. funny oh my god here we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> look at all the tarts <laughs> so i would be so so good that's unbelievable. I mean, it's re- one of those things. Like a mean thing to do to all the supplies, but oh my goodness. That's what, a, what a wag. God, as you say, it just wouldn't unfortunately work today because you'd have to pay everything up front. You know, unless you got some kind of like crazy millionaire who was willing to pay out all these people just to see that unfold. Oh, I just think it's magic. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. So there we go. So that's the story of this week. Short and sweet, but you know. Sweet it's one, uh, brilliant. Oh, one I wanted to do. God. <laughs> Wow. I loved how you started. It's like, you know, 5am in the morning, Tottenham <laughs> is home. <laughs> Podcast pedestal. Oh, gosh. Podcast pedestal? Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I genuinely don't know what to go for. I don't know whether I go for one particular item or I, I'm really, I, I think the coffins are very funny. I really do. Um, what are you thinking i don't know how many i know obviously it was just in the script of the theater play but how many tarts did you say um the tarts were uh, no it was oh my goodness um hang on let me see if I can find it in my notes I i think for me it's the effort of food maybe the wedding cake 2500 raspberry tarts oh my god i've got to go for that because even if it's not true, the fact that he has alluded, or it just gives us a sense of his personality a bit, because that's how many it would take for him to really get his kicks. Yeah. Not 100, but 2,500. I think I'm going to go for the 40 butchers, actually. I like this idea of these kind of, like, <laughs> sort of... But I don't know why, and then in my head, they're these burly butchers in, like, uh, sort of blood-stained... Necklaces. You what, Sorry. 
Sausage necklaces. Sausage necklaces, yeah. With, um, you know, sort of bloodstained aprons with a massive leg of leg of mutton over their shoulder. Oh, just all God. Seriously. It's, it's so like, Disney. Like, in I'm my just... head, they're doing a dance routine. <laughs> yeah, definitely a dance routine. Like, you can see the tablecloths going. People are in the coffins and they're sitting up and singing. Like, it's just mental. If anyone out there is into producing uh, musicals, I think I think this is a good one. It'll be it's short, just, yeah, but it'll be brilliant. Street Hope it has to be wow okay well that's yeah pick. so i think that's it so i think it's two and a half thousand tarts uh Ooh. which is our nickname obviously um or <laughs> <laughs> um or the 40 butchers um the beefy butchers the beefy um, butchers let me write that down so i know 40 beefy yeah. butchers beefy butchers 2,500 tarts. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that'll be your pick, everyone, uh, everyone this for this week. Such a brilliant story. The Wheel of Destiny. Wow. Right. Well, time for The Wheel of Destiny. Yeah. And it's your week next week. So. It is. And I'm thinking also, because I did want to do something a bit kind of haunted but we're not we're not quite there not quite halloween we haven't we've done halloween special this year haven't thought about it something a bit scary something a bit um talk about my love life if you like that's pretty scary (laughs) (laughs) no i'd quite like to talk about something horrifying okay (laughs) (laughs) all right then um but not just yet yeah, oh, not just yet. Okay, so we'll do that maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll the following week we'll do another Halloween special. Yeah, yeah, um, perfect. See if we can get a guest on or something. Fabulous. Well, in that case, uh, spin the wheel and let's see what's what. Right, off we go. Oh, okay, I'm usually prepared. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. Right, so it's landed in Leicester Square. Okay. Which I feel like it hasn't landed for, for a, a long while, time. actually. God, what could I talk about in Leicester Square? I'd quite... Maybe I'd talk about... Oh, I've talked about kind of museums in that area before. Um, yeah, potentially. Or... I don't know much about her, but I know that it's a good story. So, have you heard of the nightclub queen? No. Okay. What's so her maybe name? I'll look into her. She's called Kate Mayrick. Oh yes, Kate Mayrick. Yes, I do know Kate Mayrick. I didn't. Yeah. 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 I do. She's okay, good. So, She's good. Yeah. I'm. I've read about her enough to really kind of you know prick my ears up and i know that what i will say is i read about her through reading about holloway prison oh yeah so she's quite quite an interesting woman so i think i, I think know I'm a bit about her. not not that much but a, a bit she, so. I, I hope you'll let me do this one because she's kind yeah. of she bleeds over towards soho um, yeah, so let's find. Well, we, yeah, no. <laughs> we've been much more vague than that Come in the past. Um, so yes, all right then. I'm going to talk about the nightclub queen, Kate Mayrick. Fantastic! I'm looking forward to that already. Cool, cool. good stuff. Well, that's it for this week. Um, thanks all for coming along. We'll see yeah. you next week for Take a bit of nightclub queening. Beautiful. Um, with Kate Mayrick and our own nightclub queen, Emily Dell. <laughs> Fingers crossed, you're. Uh, 
Your doorbells don't go off at 5 a.m. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> chimney sweeps are high. Oh, if you dare do that, I just. God, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great kind of revenge for like a rubbish ex or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's, it's fantastic. I'm so pleased you told that story. <laughs> Ideas now. Ideas. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Have a great Bye. week, everyone. Bye.